Welcome to the Mid the Pines podcast, a place where Grove City College alumni and faculty give voice to their unique stories, contributions, and accomplishments. Our community is blessed with many individuals who are often recognized for their proficiency, purpose, and principles, all celebrated hallmarks of the distinctive Grove City College education. Learn more about their God-given callings and the work they are undertaking for the common good. These are their personal and professional stories. This is Jeff Prokovich, class of 1989 and current Vice President for Advancement at Grove City College. I'm so pleased to be joined today by my friend Jake Lucerarian, class of 2013. Jake is the founder and CEO of Gecko Robotics, a multi-million dollar company that provides robotic inspection services and software for the critical infrastructure of many business and industry sectors in our communities. Gecko Robotics serves clients in the power oil and gas, pulp and paper, and chemical industries, as well as the municipal transportation and defense arms of local and federal government entities. Using robots to minimize the risks to humans, often associated with this dangerous work, Gecko is ensuring the operational safety of these important industries and saving lives and protecting the environment at the same time. Jake, welcome to Mid the Pines podcast. It's great to be here. Thanks, Jeff. Jake, uh, we've known each other for a long time, since your days as a student. Uh, there was one particular project that brought us together initially. Um, tell our listeners a little bit about that. Uh, yeah, you're referring to Team GCC. Well, we got to know each other through um, a nonprofit that was started back in 2012, I believe. I think uh, Will Moyer, uh, Jamie Schleicher, Mac Lloyd, um, Ryan Herman, and myself were on the team. And uh, it's probably either Will or Ryan that came to you with a pretty crazy idea of, uh, hey, uh, Jeff, wouldn't it be a great idea if you sponsored a bike trip for a bunch of uh, college kids without much money to go across the country and highlight uh, the Grove City College experience and, and connect with alumni uh, through a bike ride from Seattle to New York City over the summer? Um, you should totally sponsor that and uh, and give us a van so you can, that we could that Jimmy could drive behind us and we could raise money for a, uh, a needs based diversity scholarship. So it went probably something like that, <laughs> um, and uh, you were crazy enough to actually take it seriously. So um, the good news, Jake, was that it was successful, even through the many trials and tribulations of those months and weeks across the country. You started in Seattle, and we ended up with a celebration in Battery Park, New York, if I remember. That's right. Um, yeah, 77 days, 3,600 miles, and a bunch of uh, incredible stories along the way. There was a lot going on during your college years as well. Uh, in addition to Team GCC, you um, conceived kind of some of the thinking behind Gecko Robotics uh, during your work through a senior engineering project. Uh, you spent some time, you know, moving through the Center for Entrepreneurship and Innovation after that. Tell us a little bit about that background and process. Yeah, so I guess, um, you know, I, I was, it was 2012, I had uh, decided to turn down an incredible um, <laughs> internship to instead ride across the country with my friends for this really great cause and work with the university um, and alumni along the way. And um, I think at the time, I was doing electrical engineering, and, you know, I, I 
thought to myself, I could probably get an internship in the future, and as well as you know, this is what my job's going to be when I and I graduate. So I have plenty of time uh, in my life to to do uh, engineering and be an engineer. And um, I think along the way in the bike trip, it helped expose me to what it felt like to be a part of something that I thought and felt was bigger than myself. The team was a special team. Um, all went on to do incredible things. And um, we had the opportunity to do something that was contrarian, I guess, to the standard operating procedure of every college student, um, which is uh, go to school, go to classes, get good grades, get an internship, get a job, and you're good to go. This was um, very much divergent from that path and also kind of dangerous as well. So uh, it was uh, definitely not the traditional route, um, which I thought, you know, in thinking about that experience, I think was uh, what you said, a seed. I planted an idea in my head of, you know, of what going a non-traditional route could be in combination with very, very strong passions. So while it was a non-traditional route you were considering and actually pursuing at that time, if I remember correctly, you did make the decision after graduation to take a regular full-time job with another uh, organization and kind of put Gecko on the sidelines a little bit as a, as a hobby and advocation, but not your vocation initially. So tell us about um, that decision-making process, why you chose to do that, and what caused you to then jump away from that to go back into Gecko full-time. Yeah, I think I decided to join up with Gecko as soon as I started working for uh, doing systems engineering. And uh, actually, funny enough, in uh, critical industries, um, heavy industries. And I wanted to prove to myself that if I needed to make it in the real world, I could. <laughs> and, I, um, and, and also, pragmatically, I needed funding. <laughs> so the best way to get funding initially was uh, to fund myself. And so, um, so I, I said, you know, first day I walked into the office, sat down in my cubicle. I knew I had to get out of here um, a year to the day. I uh, worked at a company did about 50 hours, 60 hours with the company and about 50 hours with the, uh, with the startup Gecko and uh, until I had, had enough saved up that I could, I could quit and, uh, you know, not starve. Tell us a little bit about those early years and months when you jumped away from full-time uh, consistent employment into Gecko. How did those first few years and months, how did they look? They're horrible. They were looked really, really <laughs> bad. Um, yeah, very very painful beginnings. Um, you know, when I started the company, you know, I think one of the amazing things about Grove City is it, it, it taught some really great lessons around hard work. You know, uh, my classes were, were extremely tough, great professors, um, kept really high bars. So I knew how to work hard. Um, I knew how to uh, learn learn things I didn't know. But the idea of, you know, funding or uh, things beyond just bootstrapping were kind of foreign to me. Silicon Valley was a really far away mystical place, didn't really know about it. And um, um, I, I thought the best thing to do was just be at my client's uh, power plant as much as I could, um, try to make the robot better whenever I had a spare moment. My now wife, my, my then girlfriend, and I would spend uh, our dates you know, working on the robot. Um, so, But they were really painful. Um, I spent my entire life savings on Gecko for the first couple of years from 2013 to, to the end of 2015. Got down to 100 bucks on a bank account and was, uh, yeah, was sleeping on my best friend's apartment floor for about 12 months. And uh, just like, you know, completely the opposite story that uh, I had envisioned and probably my parents had envisioned um, for, for me, but um, very important times as it relates to what was to come. So, Jake, you're an engineer by training, but you are a very much a relationship person as well. You're a, a people person. 
um, which I think has contributed to your success to date. Um, but you hired a lot of Carnegie Mellon University and Grove City College alumni over the years for uh, Gecko. Some of those hires were friends of yours during your time at college. Um, I'm just curious as to what skills and abilities do you look for, do you see in those individuals that you, you want to employ and you want to bring into the community of Gecko? Well, I, I'd like to ask um, a couple specific questions when I interview, and one of them is I just want to hear the story of their lives. I also want to hear about what are the tough problems that you worked on? Um, How do you solve those problems? You know, you can really tell when you dig down exactly how much that person actually contributed to the hard problem. Uh, if they ever faced one, or is the problem that they're describing not very hard at all? <laughs> um, and you can tell a lot uh, about um, someone with just those two questions. You can go pretty deep. And I think that um, the thing that typically stands out is when you solve really hard problems, like, you know, our mission statement is to protect today's critical infrastructure and help get formed to tomorrow. Now, this is a problem that involves a very, a very technical approach, both with robotics and software and, and on the metallurgical side. But it's, um, you know, it's a problem that uh, hasn't typically been solved or hasn't been solved to date. Um, you know, many companies don't get involved in infrastructure, critical industries, uh, even uh, you know, DOD. And so you know, we, we built the infrastructure that um, supplies the foundation of all of the industries in, in the United States and, and beyond. And um, you know, they haven't really... They haven't really received the kind of innovation and mind mind space that they should demand. Uh, we, we're realizing right now um, the importance of these industries and what happens when these industries you know, aren't there to support us. In the last five years, we've doubled the amount of blackouts in the U.S. annually um, from 2015 to 2020. These are um, these are problems that are uh, right now staring us in their face, and and uh, we're trying to figure out what to do. And you know, whenever we walk into a power plant or walk into, um, we're, we're doing the Hoover Dam next week. Uh, we were, we're on uh, different kind of ships and vessels and um, refineries and manufacturing sites, paper and pulp manufacturing sites. We, we, what we're um, staring at is, um, you know, these, the industries that support um, all of us. We all have experienced a blackout and how, how frustrating and dangerous they can be. And so when you're looking to hire people, are you looking for people who, um, have the inverse of those traits. So the four values at Gecko are uh, grit, which is uh, all about digging into the problem and then finding your way out, and then mastering failure. So failure is okay, but if you repeat your failures, um, uh, that's the end of you. Um, so it's not being afraid to try a different thing, a new thing, um, but learning um, as quickly as possible from it and orienting towards uh, making something people want, which is um, the third goal. And the last goal is making, making each other better. And that's done in a, can, in a way that maybe involves a little bit more um, direct feedback than most people are used to. So these are really important problems, um, and uh, the mission is extremely um, critical you know, to, uh, to civilization. And so I look for people who care deeply about what they're trying to do. We talked about this over lunch a little bit, but how do we encourage young people, college students, to be willing to take those risks and make mistakes? What can we do as mentors and as leaders to let our young people know that risk is important and risk can be, you know, validated over time and, and build us into who we are. So do you have any ideas on how to get people to understand that concept a little bit? Yeah, it's a complex question. Um, actually, it was written in 
Peter Thiel has a book called Zero to One. It's a great book. In it, it talks about the path that uh, he was on, which I think describes uh, a nice anecdote for for me as well. You know, the the right thing to do when I had uh, an extremely good internship was to take the internship, and that was a that was the path that was um, going to lead to success. It was you know it was a, it's like an equation. It's it's going to create a certain outcome. Um, so you're silly if you don't do it. The example that Peter Thiel gave is you know he was uh, at Stanford going down the route of becoming becoming less lawyer. But if you think about education, it's it's basically it's trying to figure out like who are, who is the best at gaming a system that uh, has certain outcomes that you want to achieve uh, and you win by you know beating out the classmates next to you. And so it, it can become, not always, the, the right institutions are not this way, but it can become a place where um, unique thought is actually um, is actually punished. And so I think as we're... Um, you know, we're young, we're in college, we're in high school, we're in middle school, trying to just be normal. We're trying to, um, you know, we're trying to spread our wings and, and figure out how to fly. And, yeah, I think that, you know, in a system that's set up for uh, the conventional path to be the right path, um, it does not create a lot of uh, unique thought. And so I think the, the key is thinking for ourselves. Jake, I know personally that your faith is very important to you. Um, how does being a Christian um, impact your work with investors and clients and employees? How do you incorporate your faith into the decisions and the relationships that you have to manage each day? Faith is a wonderful foundation um, for um, for um, values that are useful when starting a company. I should have given up um, a lot of times. I was very silly before continuing to go. Uh, when all the, the signs are pointing to, hey, you should give up this. This is a really dumb thing to do. People would even, you know, people would say that who were close to me. And, um, well, I think this is when it comes down to what, what are you willing to go through for what you believe, which was, uh, you know, which are, are founded in very Judeo-Christian principles, which are really, really helpful. Um, being able to think through very difficult and times very silly um, decisions. You know, I think uh, a, a nice example of a contrarian is Jesus Christ didn't exactly follow the traditional uh, Jewish path that was laid out. Um, he did very uh, different things. So I think, um, yeah, faith is really um, uh, as a foundation for um, how to think through difficult times. And, uh, and, and then also, you know, it's, it's, it's easy to uh, choose easy paths that uh, uh, may not be the most uh, ethical. So it's, it's also a useful way to think through, um, you know, how do I ensure that uh, I'm, being responsible financially or with my communication style or with the uh, with my own self-reflection. Um, how do I do the best things for the company uh, instead of uh, what is expedient or, or useful for, for me as an individual? Yeah, so these are really very useful pillars to build off of. We're talking today with Jake Lucerarian, class of 2013 and CEO of Gecko Robotics. We'll be right back after this. The Grove City College Alumni Office wants to know the best way to contact you and the most recent changes in your life. Edit your alumni profile at alumni.gcc.edu update. This includes your home and work address, your last name, if recently married, and your email address and much more. By keeping the college updated, the online alumni directory allows you to stay in touch with classmates, find fraternity brothers or sorority sisters, and locate alumni in your region or area of expertise. 
you can use the alumni directory at alumni.gcc.edu slash alumni directory. Thank you for keeping in touch. Welcome back once again. This is Jeff Prokovich, and I'm chatting with Jake Lucerarian of Gecko Robotics. Jake, there's some amazing growth happening for your company right now. Um, you recently created a presence in Europe with an office in the Netherlands. Um, tell us a little bit more about that expansion and the challenges you've had in dealing with a global organization. Yeah, thanks. We just closed um, our most recent round of funding, uh, $73 million uh, round. Uh, we're going to be investing um, a lot of that into accelerating you know, our mission and um, the impact that we can have with it through um, hiring um, exceptional individuals who are passionate about solving really important problems. We are, um, like you said, we're expanding into Europe. We have um, other aspirations internationally as well. Ryan Herman um, is our uh, managing director for um, for Europe. Uh, he's um, leading a group that's working very closely with Siemens Energy on some very exciting um, work um, in the EU, and we're based in uh, Rotterdam. So that team's expanding and growing right now, and we're excited for the acceleration of our technology's uh, impact uh, into the EU. And uh, you know, we have other offices as well, uh, Austin, Texas, Houston. We just launched a, a, you know, we're launching two new offices right now in New York City and Boston. And then uh, Pittsburgh is our headquarters. Uh, we actually just, uh, we're just announcing in a few days our big move uh, into uh, a 70,000 square foot space uh, in downtown Pittsburgh. Um, so very excited about that. And um, yeah, in terms of uh, running things internationally, uh, it gets more complicated, um, you know, but it also allows us to help solve problems internationally, which at least presently seem um, to be extremely important. I should add that uh, Ryan Herman is also a Grove City College alum and was part of Team GCC. So another member of that team working with Gecko. Uh, you mentioned, Jake, the move into your new uh, corporate headquarters at Nova Place on the north side of Pittsburgh. Tell us a little bit about what you've built there. I've heard it's quite interesting. Yeah, it's um, it's an exciting project. You know, we're expanding. Um, we're, um, we'll probably uh, double in, in headcount this year, so we'll probably end up around 400 employees. Probably about 40, maybe 50 percent will be based in uh, Pittsburgh, which uh, which is really exciting to see. And we so because we have so many. Uh, so much growth happening. We needed a bigger office because we we're getting kind of crammed um, in Bakery Square. So we, um, um, you know, what we're doing is we're solving problems in the real world, which which makes Gecko pretty unique as a as a um, high growth tech company. These problems in the real real world are things that me and you probably don't see in a day to day. It's things like piping and um, storage tanks and an aircraft carrier. <laughs> like these things are not in our uh, our view every day. Um, so we want to try and bring um, some of these pieces of critical uh, infrastructure uh, into the office. We want to be able to make it extremely um, visible for, for all employees and visitors to see um, the critical infrastructure that supports um, our civilization. And so we have this, you know, a third of the office, or maybe a little more, 40%, is dedicated to that, dedicated to the hard work that our, our operations team and engineering teams uh, are doing to test and to, to build because uh, we build uh, the robots here in the United States, um, build all of this. We wanted to be able to let people in and get to see some of the pieces of critical infrastructure that we rely on every day. And so you can see that through a bunch of um, beautiful glass uh, in the office from, from most places uh, at the office. Um, it's it's um, you know, a couple blocks away from PNC Park, 
and um, about 70,000 square f- foot space. But the beautiful thing is we're all on the same same level, which is exciting um, just as it relates to uh, collaborating together um, from folks with all different backgrounds, whether it's uh, material science background, electrical engineering, software engineering, mechanical, uh, marketing, uh, you know, there's uh, finance. There's a lot of different people uh, all together, which, you know, we, we were really excited about. You mentioned, Jake, the recent uh, raise of $73 million, which was the largest funding round for a regional startup in this 2022, in the year. That's a, that's a big deal. Um, how has that particular raise impacted you personally to, to see that you're at the top of that list right now? Yeah, thanks. We're really excited about that. That brings our total funding to about $122, $123 million um, since um, since coming out of Y Combinator in 2016. And, um, you know, some of the investors on, on the list is Founders Fund, uh, Peter Thiel's famous fund in the Valley. Uh, XN um, led the round. XN um, is a uh, is a, a venture capital fund in New York, a really big, big, big firm, just led Airtable's round. Um, we have... Other investors like Snowpoint, XYZ, we have uh, Y Combinators in there, Next47, Joe Longsdale, Mark Cuban, Gokaraj Ram. Um, just an amazing list of, of folks that are dedic- that are um, committed um, to the problems that we're solving and passionate about um, you know, how, how uh, important it is to solve this problem. And so, um, yeah, the funding round helps us accelerate you know, our impact on these missions, which uh, you know, very much includes... Um, hiring the top talent. Jake, you're busy. You got a lot going on in your life, but you also have a young family. How do you manage that? And what advice do you have for young entrepreneurs trying to maintain uh, work-life balance? <laughs> yeah, um, marry well is uh, my advice um, for the family parts and and uh, <laughs> the impact. Um, it's great to have a great support system. So. I uh, I have four kids, um, ages five, three, two, uh, and uh, now a two month old, and um, yeah, it's it's incredible um, being able to you know fulfill that dream of of being a dad, and um, and I think you know I, I want my kids to to be able to grow up in the best world possible in a in a world that's um, that's safe you know that's um, de-risked, um, that has the the critical industries that we all um, enjoy today. I don't want them growing up um, in a world that uh, is unsafe and dependent on uh, other nations or dependent on government to come and save the day. Um, so um, it's really important to solve these problems for the, uh, my, my family, for other families, as well as it's, you know, I talk about this a lot, Jeff, and we've talked about this a little bit. I, I think, um, you know, it's really important um, to uh, think really deeply about what kind of future we want to have and uh, work like hell to create it. I'm, you know, growing up, um, I lived in the UK for um, my high school years, and uh, so I lived like 20 minutes away from Stratford-upon-Avon, which is where uh, Shakespeare grew up. So I got to see a lot of Shakespearean plays and um, was never smart enough to be um, a, a really great writer, but um, I loved it a lot. <laughs> um, actually, my wife and I got to see um, uh, Hamilton, which I guess a, a piece of your question is like uh, dates are important. Um, and, um, it's just really amazing just to take a step back and think, wow, that was not too long ago. And, uh, the world could have looked a lot different with a few bad decisions and, uh, uh, that were, um, um, that were made a different way. 
the play was amazing. Uh, we got to uh, sit back and, and uh, see this amazing dramatized version of the founding of our nation. And, uh, yeah, you think those guys didn't work very hard <laughs> to create a better future? Um, um, yeah, I mean, it was, it was incredible to just sit, sit back and reflect on, you know, when you want, when you want to build, you know, uh, things that are important, you want to solve really important problems, um, you know, it's up to you to figure out, you know, how to best structure um, and uh, eliminate the things that, you know, are, are nice to have but need to have in your life and, um, and just focus on very hard on a, on a few things and just do them very, very well. You know, hard work is uh, is not so hard when you love what you do and you're solving a problem you feel like is very important. Um, it also helps to unify and unite a marriage and uh, and also, you know, provides hopefully a, you know, a good community and a country um, and do my part <laughs> in providing those things for my children. I think you're definitely doing your part, Jake. Um, it's been a joy to see you today, to spend time talking with you. I could do this for hours. Uh, so I just want to thank you for your commitment to your work, your family, and to Grove City College. Uh, thanks for sharing uh, about your life and your work with us today. Alumni, uh, you can learn more about Jake's work at Gecko Robotics at geckorobotics.com. Jake, any parting words? It's uh, my, my time at Grove City was um, extremely formative. I'm really thankful for um, you believing in me, Jeff, as well with the bike trip that was uh, Pivotal moment, and I don't, I don't think Echo would exist uh, if it didn't happen. Home is where everything begins. Thank you for listening to the Mid the Pines podcast. Explore more episodes at alumni.gcc.edu slash podcast. Our co-producers are Joni Baumgartner and Amy Evans. Research provided by Janice Zinsner Inman, class of 1987. Audio editing is provided by Jennifer Hiles. Our theme music is Home, courtesy of the family of the late David M. Bailey, class of 1988. Contact us at alumni at gcc.edu for more information. We hope you'll join us again, Mid the Pines.